Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. So if you're the millennial and you're you've got a little bit of extra cash because of stimulus and things like that, you know, the flight to safety does make sense, right? They're not looking at the, the bonds and the golds and things like that. Cause that was their grandfather's flight to safety. Who cares about that stuff? I'm using my Netflix every day. That's way more valuable to me than a shiny piece of gold. This is the how to trade stocks options podcast brought to you by 10 minutes, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest online, Jack Roberts. Jack recently got a promotion. He's the Director of Options Strategies and Micro Futures down in Austin at Simpler Trading. Jack, I am so excited to have you on today. We've got a lot to talk about. Oh, yes, we do. All right, Zach. So before we get into it, give uh, give the podcast a little bit of background on who you are and what you do over at Simpler Trading, and then we'll get started. Right. So I've been trading for more than 10 years now, and I really started out whenever I was a kid under my grandfather as my mentor. Uh, but over time, you know, going through college, getting a degree in psychology and just kind of understanding market psychology in general, um, I just really fell in love with options. And so... Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool creative strategies that we use and things that uh, I in, just intuitively love about financial markets. So just really gravitated towards that. So really just uh, my thing is educating people on things that are coming down the pipeline in the future. I tend to have a more um, futuristic kind of point of view based on a statistic, statist- statistical analysis um, framework. So just kind of like you know, mitigating risk as best as possible and defining risk and all the things that a successful options trader needs to do. Um, and it's it's the ride of a lifetime right now. It's 2020 has been nothing but spectacular. It's really crazy. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, and 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 I'm excited to hear what you've got on your mind because uh, we started talking beforehand. Jack's like, no, let's save it for the show. Let's do this. So, all right, Jack. So we we're going to talk about how to find some of the best names to buy going into this quarter. And Jack was like, boy, I got something for you. So so lay it on me there, Jack. Yeah, so 2020 is, a, I, I, earlier I was like, oh, it's a spectacular year. And what I mean by that is we have a different flight to safety. Flight to safety used to mean, um, you know, uh, bonds or, you know, in the past it's been gold and silver, which I'm not denoting right now. I mean, you have a nice run in silver, gold is, what now 1800 something like that so it's just continuing to slowly slowly grind higher and whenever you have things that are usually tied uh, very very um, neatly and cleanly like equities and bonds and whenever those correlations start to loosen up things get a little bit interesting 
And so what we've seen right now is actually a huge move in all the fang, st fang stocks, right? So mm -hmm. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. And they've all just had a meteoric rise, not to mention Tesla having swings that overvalue and outvalue the complete market cap of Toyota and other car companies. This was yesterday. So whenever I talk about flight to safety, there really is no flight to safety unless it's a FANG stock, which is unprecedented for you to even hear that, that somebody on the other end of the microphone is saying, hey, there's four or five equities in the markets that are actually safer than bonds, they're safer than other currencies, and we're starting to see a breakdown of what seems to be, you know, market favoritism, where you've got other names that have really been powerful for the past five or six years, and everything's going to have to this. Your success, the company's success now, is dictated on how you're able to transform around these major companies that have trillion-dollar valuations, and that have meteoric rises. Uh, you could go into the whole, you know, uh, debt buybacks and stock buybacks, and even the 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 government now is buying, you know, Apple bonds, and you know, I'm I'm probably crushing that a little bit, but the fact is, is the flight to safety is 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 four or five equities, and they just continue to rise. So with all that said, you finally get to the question of, okay, well, what what else is there to buy? And then, you know, if you uh, if you follow Danielle Shea at Simpler, one of my uh, colleagues, she has a really cool COVID-19 list. Right. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but at the same time, it's it makes complete sense because you've had things like Zoom. You've had things like Netflix. You've had other names that are actually benefiting from this entire 2020 uh, mosh pit of insanity. And what you have now is a lot of short covering. So not only do you have the flight to safety to these bigger names, but then you have a lot of extra, what I call like, um, you know, peripheral large sacks of money going in to another thing that's flight to safety, which is things that'll benefit for a quarantine, Zoom, uh, you know, the whole list. And there's literally, there's a huge list of these names. And those tend to be the ones that everyone, all the funds are gravitating towards. Okay, so, that, so well, I was just going to ask you. Side, that's okay, one side. Okay. of the coin. All right, so let me ask you this now. For example, uh, Robinhood added about three million accounts in the last I don't know. Let's call it 120, 150 days, right? Um, and then everybody's getting their stimulus checks, and then uh, on top of that, people who, based on their situation, are getting higher income from the unemployment like extra bonus than they were actually working right so now they're making more money not working that's a fear of mine because who knows where that's going to lead but do you think that a lot of this is um driven in that way right do you think that that there's all these newer investors coming into the market and they're seeing this and it becomes a uh self-fulfilling prophecy tesla's going up oh i'm gonna buy more tesla so tesla keeps going up is that do you think that has anything to play with it Oh, no doubt. And that's kind of that other side of the coin that I wanted to discuss oh. with you is like you have this flooding of what, 20 million new uh, subs for Robinhood, something like that. Well, I, they started the year around 10 million and right now they're pushing around 13 or 14 million. And that's just happened since the beginning of 2020. And what's funny about that number is anything over 5 million is huge. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, these are so, huge numbers. 
Yeah, it's huge. And so the question is like, okay, is all that affecting the uh, derivatives market? Absolutely. You've mm -hmm. got new traders flooding in, which I, I, I honestly, and I'm a good-hearted person, I really feel for new traders jumping into this market right now, especially those that want to be right all the time calling the top. There is no top just yet, okay? But to address your question, Chris, um, there's a lot of different types of folks like teachers that are getting paid to stay home, and they're probably pretty happy about that. You know, there's <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of people out there that probably were working their ass off and now they're just kind of getting a nice break. There's those people. Then there's those people that are actually staying home and they're like, okay, reconfiguring their life and they're getting into trading. Okay. And there's two different people where that's going to be one is kind of stagnant. They're going to sit this thing out. They're going to get their check. And I actually don't even want to go into the details about that because who knows what's coming down the pipeline. The other side, okay, you've got your traders, you got an influx of a lot of just that extra liquidity. And then, of course, you have the Fed printing money. Uh, it's not deflationary at all. We're coming into um, my idea that we think we just took the hit. We think the hit just came, the quarantine. What we're experiencing, and this is like my theory that I've thought of, and it's just straight from my mouth. And I've, I've had a lot of time to think about this, and I spend a lot of time talking to other clients about my perspective. And so here it is. What we've just experienced is an acceleration, an acceleration that was bound to happen, whether that was this year or five or 10 years from now. And what we've had is an experience where things have changed forever in mm -hmm. our lifetime. This is something that I've, the only person I've heard say this is Tom Sosnoff. But I have been, I think I had said something in a different podcast. And I may, uh, maybe I know I was here probably, what, last year or something like that, where I was expecting a big change. And it could, it, it could have been COVID-19. It could have been something else. But whatever it is, it was bound to happen. Okay, so what we're experiencing is acceleration of something that was bound to happen. And now we're adjusting to it. But the thing is, the market doesn't care. The market keeps going up. Mm -hmm. It gets bought up. And so this is interesting. And the point is, is we have adapted. You've had a slew of companies either breaking down, going bankrupt. I mean, Neiman Marcus, Brooks Brothers, other names that you'll hear about that are just going to be ghost towns here fairly soon. What we're experiencing now is the acceleration of the pivot. And the companies that will survive are the ones that can pivot around Amazon. That's why eBay is doing so well. eBay's pivoted to the shipping. They've done well throughout the quarantine. And there's other things coming up through the pipeline, like paying with digital currencies. Okay, Digital assets are going to be, and I don't have a timeline on this, unfortunately. Digital assets are going to be a fleet of safety once people realize that there's not going to be a security breach in your bank account, okay? The blockchain is safe, okay? Mm -hmm. And people are really slow to get to this. People don't understand. It's just a cryptographic ledger, keeping everything safe. The internet itself wasn't made for safety or security. It was made for transactional and communication, right? Well, now we've got something else where you've got the uh, digital asset market just sitting there waiting prime to go. And whenever those Bitcoin futures let go of those short contracts, you're going to see another meteoric rise in things that are safe. 
Um, and so the reason that I talk about this with so much energy is because not not only have I been talking about this for three or four years, I was saying that there's going to be some type of catalyst. It could be biological. It could be the Fed flipping the switch, which they kind of are in a passive aggressive way by just printing more money, which is completely deflationary, uh, inflationary. And so what we're coming into is what what I heard was like walking through the dark alley, the guy pats you on the, the back of the shoulder and gets your attention, and that scares the crap out of you, but yet that's not even the scary thing. It's the bat in his hand that he's going to whack you with. And I think we're about to see the hard thing, and the hard thing is evictions, the messy social unrest from commercial real estate crash. Mm. Um, you have a non-forgiven uh, school loan debt which is a product of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, the expensive college. There's, there is no savings, okay? And this is all big government. This is why we need a free capitalist market. This is why we need to deregulate and really become a little bit less strict with all this stuff. And I know that's off topic, but it's just a shed light on. This is just the tap on the shoulder before the bat comes and swoops everyone up. And I hope, I hope, and I'm, and I'm, it's, it's maybe it's naive of me, but I like to consider myself an older kind of spirited millennial is I hope that everyone, baby boomers and on, that their savings and their pension, all their funds actually still remain safe, even though the dollar could lose value like 20 or 30 percent. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jack, uh, I don't like it, man. You're bringing the doomsday to the podcast. I don't want it's that. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't I'm want here. that. It's <laughs> but you know, I've had a lot of these thoughts too, and I, I've talked to a few other guests about this topic. And my number one concern right now is commercial real estate because you've trained everybody in the country and a lot of the world too, I imagine, that they can work from home, be so, totally proficient, and get all of their work done in 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 a manner that continues to keep them gainfully employed. But then, let's say you were a company where you had room for five hundred people. Now maybe only 20 of those need to physically be in the office for anything. You don't need the space for 500 people. So now you're going to be listing that. And let's say it was an asset you purchased for $2 million for that office space. No one's going to buy it because nobody else needs the 500 people space either. So you're trying to downsize. Everyone else is trying to downsize because all their, their workers are, are at home now being productive in that way. And I could absolutely, like you're talking about, see the uh, commercial real estate collapse. Because what's the point of skyscraper buildings when they're empty, right? It's going to look like Detroit everywhere. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's it's absolutely on point. I mean, there's really not much to add to that. Just that um, the obvious things are there's uh, you're either going to pivot su successfully remotely, which you know, we clearly have, um, Tastyworks clearly has, most companies mm -hmm. have, it was actually, that was one of the switches that everyone had to flip. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, and there was what's, it's a success story and it's a success story inside a giant failing system, which is interesting because there was no training for this. There was, everyone was like, Hey, well now I got to stream from home. Okay. End of story. Get your stuff done. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the commercial real estate bust is just, I'm staring at it. Um, you know, there's a philosopher, uh, educator that died too early. His name was Terrence McKenna, one of my favorite kind of like spiritual guru guys. And he talks about, you know, the metaphor of being on top of a hill and looking at the sun and knowing where exactly where it's going to rise and just being able to look into the future. Um, 
and just kind of state the obvious early. And that's what I'm doing. I hope that more people in my, uh, in my line of work can do that. Um, it's just one of the things that I love doing. The other, the other thing about the, the real estate markets that you're talking about, there's, there's a winner and there's a loser. The winner is going to be the single family home that's roughly around 200K to 300K. You know, you can rent those out. You can, you know, there's two or three bedrooms. Um, that can be office space. I like to think of like mm. the old Silicon Valley uh, yeah. framework where like, you know, the business started in the garage. And so single family homes are going to survive and they're going to be fine. Commercial real estate, like you were talking about, it's, it, it's on shaky water. Malls are going to turn into, you know, either giant hospitals or something that is, who knows, you know, could you imagine what a mall it actually turns into? Right. Um, but that's not it. I mean, you have downtown Houston, you've got downtown Austin, you've got a lot in Dallas that was already pretty empty, whether for slowing down reasons, but um, now it's accelerated. There's that accelerated word again. Uh, where we're just we're staring at um, so many things that are really really negative, and you know it's kind of supports the argument for this really wild, um, you know, thrust of liquidity into these top names that are actually holding the stock market up. Um, it's so a really wild situation, Chris. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. So, so to bring this back around to like stocks and investments and things like that, where, where do you feel is a good place to go? Right. So, to me, when I see like the, I, I wouldn't call it flight to safety at this point. I would call it the everybody's piling on and getting getting ready for the bubble to burst, like like Bitcoin did. Right. Um, where where are you putting your money? Are you are you holding it? Are you dabbling in a couple of things, dipping your toe in, or are you are you going to cash saying, you know what, things are going to get messy. I would just rather wait before they get messy. Right. And I think you need to hear, you know, my, you would think that I would have some type of bias being in this industry. And, you know, I have a small shaky bias just because that is true. But really, it's three main things. It's Texas real estate close to water. Okay. So buying, you can get many, 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 uh, you know, 5K, 10K lots that are close to smaller cities that are still developing. Texas is going to have, that's one thing we're probably not going to get around to it today, but Texas is going to have a boom. There's mm. going to be a Texas exodus. There's going to be a huge mass of people coming to Texas, and there's so many reasons for that. But me personally, silver, gold, already started that a long time ago. I used to travel around the world, and I bought most of my gold in Dubai uh, just because it was cheaper. Uh, the other thing is, as far as options go, I've got long-term bearish hedges. I have a fund where I'm just basically dabbled in uh, mainly the FANG stocks. That's probably not a, a, a bad idea for the next four to six month outlook. I think the market just continues to make higher highs uh, until we in, until that sentiment is exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, surprise, surprise, I'm a millennial. So actually, I've got, of course, a ton of just digital assets. And I'm mainly focusing uh, actually not on Bitcoin at all, uh, but mainly things like uh, that are just favorable in my perspective. Um, so XRP, you know, Ripple, Ripple.com. 
Uh, very impressive system there, which is totally against the grain. A lot of your listeners will probably just like, okay, I'm going to turn it off now. This guy, <laughs> this guy is like buying XRP. It's the it's the most hated in the in the zeitgeist, but you know it is what it is. And uh, so other you know coins like that, uh, in my in my eyes, uh, see nothing but growth and ma maximum potential. We're talking about you know email before it was email. This is the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's you know it's got a fifteen to twenty year curve. We're already about ten to fifteen years into it. So, you know, I want to be there early and see how it goes. But I mean, flight to safety is no longer bonds anymore. It's no longer the mass amount of equities. It's no longer it's no longer a lot of things. And well, you it's, know. I was just going to say that kind of that kind of makes sense, right? So if you're the millennial and you're you've got a little bit of extra cash because of stimulus and things like that, you know the flight to safety does make sense, right? They're not looking at the the bonds and the golds and things like that because that was their grandfather's flight to safety. Who cares about that stuff? I'm using my Netflix every day. That's way more valuable to me than a shiny piece of gold. So I get it now. All right, man, you've convinced me. I get it. I'm going to go buy some right now. It's on sale. I just heard that their uh, earnings pushed it way down. So I got to go get some. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a nonstop shop. I'll sell you mine. Yeah, I'll sell you mine right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll cut a deal after this. <laughs> Let's do it. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So Jack, tell me, um, where can people learn more about you and Simpler Trading and what you do over there? Yeah, so I love educating people, especially new traders. You can tweet me at I am Jack Roberts, super easy. Uh, uh, usually on Twitter, just catching up with things throughout the day. So I am Jack Roberts, and then same thing for Instagram too as well. And then just go to simplertrading.com uh, forward slash traders, and you'll see me uh, somewhere on the page. Uh, it's a uh, it's 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 a wild ride, and uh, I love going back and forth with other traders, and you know just kind of seeing what the narrative is around this crazy market. Super yeah. Exciting. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun conversation, Jack. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's Next time, let's go longer. What do you say? Hey, I like it. You and I both got things to do in the next couple minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up here, man. Awesome, man. We'll see you soon. All right. Talk later. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss when we have people just like Jack and more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. 
You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10 legal. And thanks for stopping by.